Hello, everybody. Welcome. As we uh, start a, a little new thing, Thanksgiving is coming up, so I wanted to talk about being thankful this week because that just seemed appropriate. And then next Sunday is the first Sunday in Advent, which is, means Christmas is kicking off. And so we'll, we'll talk about that in the weeks ahead, running through the end of the year. And, you know, Advent subjects are hope and joy and love and peace, great subjects. And I'm looking forward to speaking about those with you a week after week uh, until we run into the new year, and then we'll start a new series. So uh, it's an exciting time of year for all that to happen. And this week is Thanksgiving week, and it's a big deal and lots of celebration going on. We do a lot here. Um, but I want to talk about being thankful people with you today and how important that is, not only this week, but uh, in every day in our lives, the importance of being thankful. So uh, to that end, uh, those of you who have been here recently, Pastor Billy preached for me for the last two weeks just to give me a little, little sort of break and a breather, and, I, and he's so good. I, I love having him in the pulpit. He's actually in Texas this weekend preaching, and uh, I love having him here alongside and a part of us. Uh, and he did a great uh, couple of messages on prayer, which I was so thankful for. But he did tell some really bad jokes last week about pie, and uh, because I keep talking about pie. So I thought I need to come in and bring some better jokes about pie into the mix so, so you can see if you think these are how they compare to Pastor Billy's jokes last week. So uh, what is 1.57? Half a pie. I think maybe the subject is just hard because <laughs> what do you get when you take a bovine and divide its circumference by its diameter? Cow pie. Whew. He was bombing. It's the, it's the subject. What do you get if you divide the circumference of a bowl of ice cream by its diameter? Pie a la mode. Oh, somebody's in. What do you get when you take the sun and divide its circumference by its diameter? Pie in the sky. Last one. You say thank you. Where does Dorothy from Oz weigh a pie? Somewhere over the rainbow weigh a pie. Really nothing? I sang for you. But you'll be thinking about, oh, way up high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one will catch you later. Psalm 69, 30 through 32, before people start leaving. Scripture reading. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify Him with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or bull, which has horns and hooves. The humble shall see this and be glad. And those who seek God, your hearts shall live. Blessed be the word of the Lord. David says in that, I will magnify God with thanksgiving. Now before I launch into a discussion on thanksgiving and being thankful, I want to talk about that word that's there, magnify. Um, the word magnify is an interesting word. It can be used in two different sort of senses. It can mean to make something appear greater than it is, like with a microscope or a magnifying glass, or it can mean to take something that may seem small or insignificant, appear to be as great 
as it really is. That's what, you know, the big telescopes do for us, like the Hubble telescope. They take things, you know, that, that God created in His glory throughout the universe, and they bring them into um, view so we can see how amazing and how magnificent they really are. So there's, there's two kinds of ideas here when it comes to magnifying. Microscope magnifying, telescope magnifying. Again, the one makes a small thing look bigger than it is, and the other makes a big thing begin to look as big as it really is. And when David says, I will magnify God with thanksgiving, he doesn't mean I'll make a small God look bigger than he is. He means, I will make a great big God begin to look as big as he really is. And, and what I want you to know is we're, we're not called to be microscopes. We're called to be telescopes for our God. We're called to be a people who, who begin to help people understand how great our God really is. Many people that we encounter think God is no big deal, that He doesn't really matter, that He's insignificant. They only sort of even begin to, if they believe in God, they only sort of begin to connect with Him when something bad has happened in their lives, and then they go, oh, well, God, I could use you in this case, and, uh, you know, make some deals with you, and then if they, if they follows through, then you don't keep the promises anyway, you know, you know, the kind of thing I'm talking about. But they don't really think that God is as big as He really is. And so one of the things that we do is we live this life out to be a telescope of how great our God really is, that, that He is uh, so amazing and that He is so ready to be involved in our lives and that He is so ready to, to help us and, and to empower us in this life and, and how amazing it is, as we, we talked about a few weeks ago, that God actually dwells in us, the Holy Spirit dwells in us as believers, and, and He's involved in our lives day to day, all the time, uh, with us and for us and cares about us. These are amazing things. And so we're to, we're to try and live to demonstrate to the world how big He really is, as uh, like telescopes. And, and so, you know, he, so David magnified the Lord with thanksgiving. There's something about being thankful that helps us to live as telescopes in the world around us. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Paul said this, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, this is an uh, interesting verse, and I think sometimes people um, don't quite understand what's going on with this verse or think that it's not possible to do. It, gives, it says, give thanks in all circumstances. Now, some people read that whole process, because this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, that, that perhaps bad circumstances might be God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That's what they're, they're reading there, and that's not what that verse is saying at all. It's also not saying that we need to be thankful for all circumstances, because that wouldn't be possible, because this is a fallen world on a broken planet. Sometimes bad things happen. And, and we live in a, this because of this world and because it's broken. We have to experience some difficult things. And, and God's not telling you to be thankful about difficult things that are happening. Like, you know, when something bad happens, you've got to go, yay. Uh, you know, uh, because that, that wouldn't be, you know, possible for us to be real in the process. And so, so it's not about being thankful for all circumstances. It's about being thankful in all circumstances. And the difference is, is that somehow... In the midst of every circumstance, we can be thankful to Him because ultimately He is always in control, and He can change things. He can bring good out of evil. He can turn around 
bad choices that we've made in our lives. And no matter what happens, He's not going to stop loving you. And so there's, there's always things we can find to be thankful for in um, any circumstance, even when the circumstance stinks, for lack of a better word. And so we need to be aware of that uh, in this process of what it looks like to be thankful. Some people say, well, I can't be thankful. All these bad things are happening. But, but, but it's not about being thankful for bad things. It's about being thankful in all circumstances. And, and it's God's will for us to do that. It ties in with that whole process of being different in the world around us, being telescopes so that people can see how great our God really is. And so here's some things that happen when we choose to be thankful in the Lord. First, being thankful puts our hearts to rest in Him. Being thankful, point number one, puts our hearts to rest in Him. I'm going to share with you a verse. If you've been coming here for any length of time, I have encouraged you to memorize this verse time after time after time. It's probably my go-to verse throughout the day. I would guess that, that no less than three or four times a day I am in this verse and applying it to my life because I desperately need to. It's Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, uh, oh, there's more to it, but we'll stop it there. I could have kept going because <laughs> I know it. You know why I know that verse so well? Three or four times a day I'm there because I've, I've sort of begun to figure out this process in my life. That, that as I'm going through the day, and I, the day might start out okay, but it doesn't take much for the day to change. Um, uh, a phone call, an email, a text message, a headline. Something can, can hit me, and all of a sudden, I can become anxious and worried about whatever that is. And my mind begins to try and sort of wrestle through it in my own strength. And, it, and it, it, what happens in that process is as long as I am in that mode, life is being stolen from me because I'm not really living at that point. The enemy is doing the thing that he loves to do, which is to steal, kill, and destroy. He loves to steal life away from believers. And so um, he loves it when we'll take on those things and become anxious and worried because that's where we go and we stop living the full and abundant life that we're called to. And, and so and the, the moment that we get back to, and I, I know this to be true because this happens to me, if I, as soon as I catch myself being sort of overly anxious and worried about things, I begin to say that verse because it, it immediately helps me get back on track. Don't be anxious about anything. Isn't that a great thing to say? Paul's a big deal. Don't be anxious about anything. Now, I'll tease you and say, you know, look up the word anything in the dictionary. You know what it means. Anything. <laughs> and then he goes, but in everything. Same deal. Everything everything, anything, anything and everything. He says, look, don't be anxious or worried. You don't need to spend your life there. You'll find no life in being anxious and worried in this life. But he says, what you do instead is by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. See, that's amazing stuff right there. And I have found that the quicker I get to that verse... And it's fascinating because it's, it's one of those things where I just go, Lord, I, I trust you and I believe you in this. And so rather than be consumed by the anxiety and the worry, 
just going to trust you in this. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know how that's going to happen yet. But I know that you're good, and I know that you're God, and I know that you've got me now and forever, and that you will give me the strength I need to endure whatever it is that's coming up. And so I'm going to trust in you. And so we learn to be thankful to God, not for just what He does, but for who He is. And so I want to encourage you, you know, develop this attitude of gratitude, if you would, in, in your lives. Every morning, before you do anything else, think about at least five things that you're thankful for. I've been telling people this for years. If you're here and you see me at the end of the service and be thankful for five things, encourage two people so we can get one lost child back to dead. You think, why does he do that? It's like a nervous tick or something. It's like he can't end a service without doing a few things. I want those things inside of you so that, that they're just there and you go, oh, okay, I sort of know that. Life-changing to be thankful for five things in the morning. It will absolutely change your life. Because so often we roll out of bed and we immediately start thinking about all the bad stuff or the things that we don't have or, or any other situation. But if you will start by, by just, you know, rolling out of the bed and beginning by being thankful, it will change the way that you go through the rest of, of your day. It changes your focus in a good way and it's extremely important for us to do that. So we want to we wanna just wake up and think about things that you're thankful for. There's always something. Even on the hardest days, there's always something. Always. And, and that's where we need to go. You know, Lord, I'm so thankful. Thankful to be your child. Thank you for eternal life. Thank you for my salvation. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for, and on and on and on and on. And, and, and the, it will change the way that you think through your day. Secondly, being thankful actually builds relationships. It builds relationships. Paul said this in Colossians 3, 15 through 17. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. We just talked about peace, right? Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. There's a theme here. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. You notice that weaving in and out of that are thanksgiving and gratitude and, and where we're supposed to be in this life with Him and how this is important in our relationships with one another and how, how this encourages each other in the name of the Lord. And, and being thankful um, really builds stronger relationships. Here's a, here's a question for you. Which kind of people do you generally prefer um, hanging around? People that are always complaining and judging or people that are generally happy and thankful? It's not a tough question. But, but you get it, right? And we've all got people in the sphere of our, you know, influence and stuff who are just not all that happy. And, and, and so it's a, it's a bigger effort, right? Because they, they, they kind of are taking from you. But people who are generally thankful, and I don't mean, you know, there's an overly thankful, happy, too, and that's not good. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to explain that, but most of you will get that right away. <laughs> okay? So, so that's not what we're talking about. But just genuinely sort of settled in the fact that God is good and that God is with us, and it keeps us from being critical and judgmental, which is terrible in relationship, and, and helps us to sort of, you know, have a different way of looking at things in the process. Three, being thankful actually strengthens my faith. Psalm 118.1, this was the, the first part of this was a kid's verse today, which is very cool. Give thanks 
to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Let Israel say, His love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, His love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, His love endures forever. In my anguish, I cried to the Lord, and He answered by setting me free. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? So, so how does being thankful actually develop my faith? Here's how it works. When life is difficult, when it's hard, when, when things don't seem to make sense, when, when it feels perhaps like our prayers are going unanswered, and yet we decide that no matter what, we're going to trust God because He's in control, there's something in that decision that helps us develop our faith and grow in our faith. See, we have this amazing thing that we have, if you've been walking for the Lord, you have a history with God where you know, where you know that He's trustworthy because He's seen you through thing after thing after thing after thing. He's, he's been good. He's been God. He's gotten you through things. You know that, but, but still a new thing will come up and, and it'll just sort of shake us a little bit and, and we'll start to think, oh, well, maybe He's not going to do it this time. And yet He's so faithful. And so what we do is we decide that no matter or not, this is a difficult circumstance, but God, I know that you're good, and I know that you've got me, and I know that you can use this, and I know that you can turn this around, or you're going to give me the strength to get through it, and then use it on the other side, whatever it might be. But I know that you're in control, and so I'm going to trust in you. And when we get to that spot, um, it, it will develop our faith. You'll get stronger in Him. You'll trust Him more, because you know that you can. And there's something about getting into that spot that will help you develop and grow as you're thankful. And so this idea of being thankful, you know, it's easier when everything's going okay, but, but we get developed in our strength and in our faith when we're doing it when things are a little more difficult in our life. Finally, four, being thankful encourages others. So this has the, the tie-in now with being telescopes. Um, a, a thankful people will encourage other people. Being thankful helps us to, to quit being so selfish and critical. It gives us a bigger perspective and a picture. I like to call that, you know, the, the throne room perspective. And instead of walking around and only seeing negative stuff and being critical, when we're thankful people, we, we learn to be encouraging. Like uh, I, just had a, I just flashed on a thought of walking into Winn-Dixie. I've never talked about Winn-Dixie before. <laughs> walking into Winn-Dixie. And walking in and seeing it extremely busy. Has anybody been there? And, and you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> and if that's all you see, how busy it, it is, you, you, you're going to go in there with the wrong attitude altogether. So you, how do you change that? How does it, so you go in going, I have told you this all the time. Okay, I'm not having to hunt this stuff. I'm not having to butcher it. <laughs> I don't have to grow it. Most of it's already prepared and cleaned for me. I'm saving so much time. If I got to do 20 minutes in line, okay. Maybe it's a chance to pray for something good can come out of it. Maybe I'll zip around and start bagging other people's groceries. I don't know. Anything that I can do, that, I've done that. That'll, that'll weird them out too when they're that busy. Go, ah, let me bag them for you. I'm back three in line. We're good. Pull my card up. Thank you. Here we go. I got plenty of time at that moment. But, but do you get that that impacts people more than just being grumpy and critical with everybody else. 
And because those grumpy, critical people in line, they try and pull you in too. I'm, I'm kind of rambling with this story, but I had that thought. You ever know when you get somebody grumpy and critical in front of you, they want you with them, and they'll start grumpy and criticaling everything and try and pull you in like, don't you agree? And, and, uh, and, and then you've got to be careful how you diffuse that. <laughs> you don't want to be overly happy. <laughs> just want to come in just right, hope for some spiritual grace in that whole thing and yeah, let me help you out man it's all good because um, you don't always go to I don't have to grow it and hunt it and kill it they might not take that right away uh, but, but the whole frame when we're in a, in a wrong mindset we'll be negative about everything and it will impact us and so we, we just got to like, I think about this too I don't even go out into the parking lot here because it freaks me out <laughs> when it's busy I just can't deal with it and, and so some, I get how this can happen. Some people go in and, man, this parking is a mess. And, and I get that. And they, we can't fit. There was no more ground, so we can't fix it. Just kind of have to let it fly and park in the neighborhoods. But here's a better thing. Wow, how cool is it that the parking is just messed up here? <laughs> there must be something worthwhile going on in there. So you, and, and then you, you sort of come in different. I actually put a big poster out there, right? Let your gentleness be evident to all. I have a banner. I don't know if you've seen it. It says, when parking at the vineyard. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Look for it out there. So we're not cutting people off. So the, the whole thing is it's an attitude. See, it's a mindset. It's about, you know what? God is so good. And, and there's so many things that he's given me to be thankful for. I just want to be a thankful person. I could easily get focused on the other stuff. But there's no life there. And I certainly don't act as a telescope to the world around me about how great God is. But if I'll just settle in him and that even in the hard stuff, you know what? I can trust him because he's good. He's got me. He'll see me through those things as well. And we'll, we'll, we'll move through this life in a different way. So I want to encourage you just to take some of that in. And this week, you know, as we celebrate Thanksgiving, be thankful. And, and don't miss out on the, the whole joy of the holiday and the things that we have. Oh, I had a verse. Hebrews 10, 24. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together. Some are in the habit of doing let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Um, take this away, if nothing else. Start every day being thankful for five things. Just try it. Every day, five things. Make it your first thing. It'll change you. It will. So start with that. Amen? Ministry team, those are here, why don't you head over to the wall? Oh, and if you're watching by the video, thank you for watching. Come and visit us. We love you guys. See you soon.